Hey everybody, as you may have noticed from the fact that this is episode 3 and not episode 4, stuff happened with episode 3. Namely, the audio software that we were using didn't let us access Amber's audio, so we lost a quarter of our audio, essentially. So, this episode starts off with a recap, as it were, of that. And then this episode ends rather abruptly. The ending is a lot is a little rushed, as you can probably tell when you listen to it. So essentially, something happened on one of our players' ends, so they had to go, uh, which is why it's also a lot shorter episode than normal. Good news is, though, we do have a commission uh, finished for one of the characters, Caritas and Numathis, over on our Facebook page. Go over there, uh, Phantasmal Treasure, on Facebook, and go check it out. Um, yeah, finally, next episode is going to be a bit of a weird one, but you'll, you'll see. Uh, thanks for listening. Welcome, everybody, to the third, originally meant to be fourth, episode of the Phantasmal Treasure Podcast, the only actual play of the Agents of Edgewatch Adventure Path that is legitimately cursed. That's right, everybody, we have scheduling or technical difficulties literally every episode. Because of our curse, we actually lost all of Amber's audio for the last episode, which sucks, but we can't do anything about it. Here is a quick rundown of what happened during the third episode. Technically, this is going to be the third slash fourth episode combined together. Our mighty heroes entered the menagerie, where they were told, uh, at the end of the second episode, that animals had gotten loose or were terrorizing the surrounding districts, uh, surrounding area. They were quickly confronted by a cockatrice, but Tessara, using their ability to communicate with animals and a very solid nature check, was able to make the cockatrice indifferent rather than unfriendly, and with another nature check, some co- coaxing, and some treats, was able to shove it into a wagon. For some reason, And then though, the dumbass we are. <laughs> Tessara then opened the door with a now very angry cockatrice, who promptly attacked them and nearly turned uh, half the party into stone. Thankfully, after the cockatrice nearly petrified Tessara and Karidas, Aliar was able to maneuver between the beast and a wall and shoved her back into the wagon and swiftly shut the door and locked it behind her. Investigating another incident, by, by investigating I mean going next door to confront another animal, our Heroes 5, after the slowing effect of the cockatrice wore off, found themselves in a grocery shop with uh, a strange creature, which knowledge checks revealed to be an owlbear, feasting on the fruits within, snapping watermelons open with one cruel bite and generally making a mess. Not to mention the fact that the, that the green grocer herself was in a back room, and yelled for the agents to help her out. Desara, confident in their ability to help, to help calm down the creature, attempted the same tactic they did with the cockatrice, showing submissive tendencies and exposing their belly, and whatnot. Unfortunately, this did not work. The owlbear nearly killed them in one vicious swipe. The middle of this combat is where we left off a few, uh, a few rounds in, with Ethi and Tessara both at one hit point, the Koritas and Numathus duo, because they share hit points at 16, and Aliar mercifully at full hit points. I think it would be best to jump right back into initiative, so, Tessara, it's your turn. Uh, <laughs> I want to heal me and Ethi, obviously. Uh, obviously. Um, <laughs> you could, like, punch the owlbear if you're feeling rambunctious. If I punch the owlbear, I'm gonna die, bro. Probably. I don't want right now uh i'll do the heal animal spell then in order to get line of sight for ethy you go and have to step out of the uh the grocery shop okay uh so if you could move your token you have 25 feet of movement i believe maybe 20 just move five feet 
Well, I don't know where Ethy is. I can't see it. Oh. Ethy is uh, a significant distance away. By significant, I mean maybe 30 feet. Mm. I move as close as possible then. <laughs> uh, let's see. 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, that's pretty close. And then you would like to spend... And then you would like to heal Ethy? Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Go ahead and roll a d8 for me and add 8. Uh, 16. Alrighty. Ethy is up to full. Yay. Uh, let me just... Ba, 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 16. And that would be your turn because moving is one action and heal animal at range is two actions. Oh, I forgot to open up the turn tracker because I closed it in between combats. Ooh, look whose turn it is. Uh, a... <laughs> hey, he's a freaking owl about you. <laughs> Let's see. So at the risk of uh, killing uh, Koryutas... Uh, Hoots is going to attack Numathis because Numathis is the only one within reach. Uh, oh, yay. Go team. Alright, so first attack. Um, Will a 32 on a natural 20 hit uh, Numathis? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't worry, don't worry, bro. Don't worry, bro. It's only 2d10 plus 8 damage. Are you- you take 10 <laughs> points of damage. Oh, no. Well... 10 points? Yeah. On the one hand, I'm mad. Dead. On the <laughs> other hand, you're still alive. Yeah. Uh, with the second action, uh, the Albo, after rending a vicious swipe down Numathus with the wounds appearing as well underneath Karitas's, um gown, is going to tighten the grip on, on the dragon's left wing. And then, let me let, let me just check this. All right, since you, since Numathus has grabbed, he is now flat-footed, which means he takes a minus two penalty to his armor class. Now, Yay. Uh, now Hoots is going to attempt to use their beak using a, a thing called a gnaw. This is not going well. No, it's not. Oh, um, let's see. Uh, sixteen minus five. I don't think an 11 will hit him, even at my, uh, even with his armor class minus 2. Nope. Okay. Good for you, because that would because then he would have had to make a will save, or else become sickened. Uh, this is like him throwing up as the Owlbear tears out his um, guts. Oh. oh my god. Yeah, Owlbears are not to be trifled with, uh, which sucks that they just threw you guys immediately against them. Well, uh, Numathus ends his turn grabbed, and now it is uh, the Kiritas and Numathus duo. What would you like to do? Can I set the owl bear on fire without hurting Aliara? You mean with Numathus's um breath weapon? Yes. I'm gonna say because uh yes, I, I was going to mention that you are in someone's shop. But because I'm dying. <laughs> and because uh Numathus is in fact like a um a figment of thought, as it were. Uh like he's a he's thought given form I'm gonna say that he won't set fire to the place. Um, oh, that's nice. I thought he would just set fire to it because he's evil and doesn't care. I mean, I would rather he not do that. That's fair. But I'm guess <laughs> so. That's going to be two actions to do that. Uh, I'm guessing I have to roll a reflex save. Yes, a reflex save. Okay. Owl bears, considering they are large, don't have that the best reflex saves. Uh hold on. Did I critically fail? What's the DC? I'm get- 17. 
Oh, got an eight. That's a, that's what's making the failure. Uh, so how much damage is it? Um, it's like one d six. One d six. Yeah. Fire damage. Go ahead and roll a d six for me then. I got a six. The owlbear gets singed. Uh, the owlbear grabs onto Numathus and tries to tear out his stomach. Numathus twists and withers in his grasp, and then just unleashes, unleashes a bout of flame, go, crusting over the owlbear, drying the blood that's already on the feathers. Um. Hey, hey, Rose. Yes. The Theor theoretically, could I use heal animal on Amber and Ren's characters? No. They're not <laughs> oh, animals. Oh, why not? Technically, uh, you can't even use <laughs> Technically, you can't even use it on Ethi, but, like, I felt that was stupid, so... Um... I'll say, Ethi's my baby. You still have one action left, Koitas? I'm guessing you would like to act together. Uh, yeah, but I don't think I can use shield. No, you can't. Um, because, okay. uh, you use, because you use the shield block reaction, kind of. Yes. I would want to act together. Caritas is going to boost Eidolon, and Numathus is going to do... I'm guessing a bite attack. Yes. Okay. Uh, boost Eidolon gives a plus two bonus to the damage, right? I believe so. Uh, well, a ten won't hit. Uh, I mean, darn. You're fine. So a 10 won't hit, and that is going to be Koritas' turn. Now, uh, I forgot uh, to mention this in the recap, so I forgot about it in the actual thing. The green grocer, seeing that uh, everyone almost died, or these two people almost died, started firing a crossbow with shaky hands. Uh, I forgot to do that last turn, uh, this turn. Um, a 9 will miss, though. Uh, now it's Aliara's turn. So I'm gonna flank him. I don't think I'm gonna do the Inspire Courage thing because I'm gonna. Uh, I want to move if I don't hit him well. Okay. Well, to be honest, I want to move anyways. But um. So like a so, so you so you um, want to do like a dot in hit dot back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Essentially, what I'm, so I'll swing my great axe. Oh. Uh, fifteen. Just misses. You sw uh, you move in, <laughs> swing out, um, uh, swing out so the owlbear. Just kind of ducks out of the way. You have one action remaining. I'm moving. <laughs> okay. Where would you like to move? Um, how far can I move? Twenty five feet. Twenty feet, because you. Oh wait, no, maybe twenty five. I think it's. How many? Let me check. Is that? Five you can or... move twenty five feet. I wasn't sure if your armor encumbered you. Uh, you can mm. move five spaces. Diagonally, the first diagonal is one space, the second diagonal is two spaces, and the third diagonal is one. Basically, anywhere in the room. If I go, like, back here, would it give me cover, or no? If I go back here? Um, like, if I move over here? Move behind, or... like, the, the counter kind of thing? Yeah. I would and, like, say kinda... yes, but it is a large creature just gonna, like, swing over, yeah. over it. What if... She went behind it and went prone. Uh, then, I, then they cancel each other out. And also, dropping prone is an action. Uh. Oh. Okay, well, um... I mean, if you move away I... from it, you could. It's, it's still gonna have to spend an action to get towards you if it drops Numathus. Yeah, exactly. Um... I'm just trying to figure out where in the room I would want to move literally five feet uh, away will, literally five feet away will make it so it has to spend an action to get to you from what you've seen okay, in the past couple of rounds it's only been attacking there. yeah that's fair 
from what you've seen the past couple of rounds, it's only been attacking um, creatures adjacent to it, so you don't think it has um, reach. Mm. Alrighty, uh, so you moved in, swung, swung and a miss. While you basically just like uh, ran in a straight line from one corner of the room to the other, and as you ran, swung at it and missed. Drive by. That's big sad. Time to die, guys. Next up is Tessara. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you do have a healing. I, I did check your inventory while uh, it, while we were doing uh, Amber's turn. You do have two healing potions if you want to like open one up and down it. Yeah, I'll do that. That will take two actions, Bill. Because one to draw. Okay, okay just want to make sure. Um, so go ahead and roll a D8. Yeah, there's not much I can do right now. Roll a D8. Uh, I believe so. Okay. Uh, yep, one two. D8. Okay, so you gain two hit points. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, you're up to I'm three. So and its minimum Woo! damage is five, so you're still down to one hit if it gets out. Uh... <laughs> Tessara, you still have one action left. For reference, because I know you knew it's the system, it's an action to command Ethi. Uh, it'd be another action to pop out your second healing potion. It's like, that wasn't enough. Um, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um... You, If you pulled out your second healing potion... You wouldn't be able to drink it this round, but you're able to drink it next round uh, as applicable. Yeah. Um, you could move back in uh, and be ready to like cast a spell at it next round, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think I'll do that because there's not much I can do. Do which one? I just listed three options. But, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the healing potion. Alrighty. So you spend your turn pulling out two healing potions, popping the, the bottle off one, taking a swig, and be like, hmm, this one's expired. Um, next up, uh, Emmeline is going to attack Hoots again with her crossbow. Uh, a 13 will miss. Uh, now it's going to be Hoots' turn. Hey, Hoots still has, te uh, uh, is grabbed. Hoots is going to, uh, use that disembowel attack again. Uh, 20 total, I think. Yeah, 20 total. Okay, that's going to be 1d12 plus 4 damage. That's going to be 15 points of damage. Um, it would Numathus would have to make a will save, but he disappears right now. Because you are unconscious. You are currently uh, dying. We will go over that in a second. Uh, so your initiative position changes to directly before Hoots's. Uh, sorry, your allies have a chance to heal you. And we'll get to the rest of it on your turn. Um, okay. Hoots, uh, goes at, um, Numathus again, this time, uh, exposing his red entrails, and as she, uh, as she does, Hoots, uh, Numathus goes, oh, and just vanishes, dissipates into smoke, and Tessara, uh, you see just Numathus keel over. Aliara, you don't see this, but you hear, like, a, a light thud as Numathus disappears. Now Hoots is going to move here. Hey, what's up? And strike at you, uh, with it with her talent. Will it is she on fire at all? Uh, she doesn't. Uh, new thing doesn't deal persistent fire damage. It just deals oh, a little bit. I mean, you didn't deal max damage. So that's, just, that's pretty good for first level. What's your armor class, Aliara? Uh, armor class is eighteen. Okay, so instead it's only one d ten plus four instead of one d uh two d ten uh plus eight. You only take six points of damage, though. Cool. Uh, next up, it's your turn. Yeah, I'm just gonna pull out my axe and swing again. It's still out. 24. 
Okay. The 24 will hit for 14 points of damage. So you seeing Numapis fall, rally your great axe, and just... They're not dead or dying, but they are on their last legs. They, Mechanically speaking, lifting the veil a little bit, they are below 10% of their maximum hit points. Would I be able to just try to hit again? Yeah. You'll take a minus five penalty, but yeah. Um, then, yeah, I'll just do that, and then I'll move again. Okay. The first, your second swing goes wide, though. And then you have 25 feet of movement. Got it. Like there. 5, 10, 15. You can actually move one square further. I mean, it doesn't really matter considering Hoots will catch up to you regardless, but, you know. I mean, yeah, but... Next up action, is so. Tessara. Oh, God. <laughs> you do have two heal spells prepared, I believe, so you could... Are you familiar with how the heal spell works? No, I'm not. Okay. It is one of my favorite spells because I love variable action casting times. Uh, one action would, he would be a touch range and heal for 1d8. You'd have to walk up to, to carry toss to do that. Two actions is what you're going to want to do. It's going to be uh, 1d8 plus 8 uh, at range. Or, finally, you could just spend three actions to deal 1d8 to uh, you, uh, Aliara, and Karitas. I'll do that one, I think. Because the, the, that would sound better. The three action one, then? Yeah. Alrighty, you have one less heal prepared, and go ahead and roll a d8. You got a three. Go team! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Okay. Uh, so you regain hit three hit points. Tessara regains three hit points. Karitas, you regain three hit points. Oh, and distantly, Beak Tooth regains three hit points too. They're still within range. So suddenly, the wagon Wait. just tips just a little bit further. Oh, uh, Beak Tooth. I thought you meant who? Owl. <laughs> Wait, actually, the owl there oh, might be. On. Uh, three seconds. Oh, they are just out of range. Hoots is literally one square out of range. So, uh, Aliara, you're up to 13. Tessara, you're up to 6. And then Karitas, you're up to 3. Uh, oh yeah, 6 hit points. Six, this, this post was yeah, made by the 6 hit point gang. You are no longer dying, but you are wounded. And prone still. Um, three actions is your entire turn. Moving on, Emmeline might actually get the kill as it were on hoots here okay she got a 23 to hit the owlbear and that's gonna be 1d8 damage i will say there was a greater than 50 percent chance she kills him please <laughs> with the resounding shot aliara you see the the elven greengrocer uh, a snake arm around the door fire striking hoots in the side puncturing and the owlbear shudders once and falls Jesus Christ! Whoa! I'm sorry, Owlbear, but you were mean. Sorry, Owlbear. I'm not sorry. You know, I was actually, um, you know, if technically the Owlbear is dying, not dead yet. If you would like to, um, if you guys would like to try to stabilize it, you can. Although they are not humanoid, so you don't, or you are not obligated to. Can I use um, heal animal on it? Heal animal. Yeah. That would that would make it conscious again. But hmm. it'll attack us. Is yeah. there a way to stabilize it and make it so it's not conscious? Uh, <laughs> keep it unconscious. There is a spell called stabilize. I don't know if you two, if either of you have it. 
so Kalitas doesn't have it. Aliara, do you have it? Let's see. Spells and roll 20. What? Stabilize. You do not have stabilize, okay? Finally, Tessara. Oh, your spells aren't in this. They're in Discord. You do have stabilize. I do have stabilize? So you'd be able to walk in there and go hamana hamana, hit it. Okay, let's do that then. They are no they are not dead. They wake up and kill everyone. <laughs> well that was that shit was a fight, huh? That was fun. I'm wounded. Um I'm still not sorry. <laughs> uh, Emmeline rushes out after a few seconds and says, What why didn't you get those sooner? Oh my Are you guys okay? Are you guys <laughs> I'm bleeding. I personally am almost dead, so That's true, that's true. I'm Thank you. Um, also, why didn't you get here sooner? But also, thank you. I'm very conflicted right now. Um, there was a big cockatrice. <laughs> you yeah. almost died again. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't mind me. I'm so mature. Um, she frantically says, uh, take these. Um, she, she hands out uh, five minor potions of healing. Uh, I'm going to put those in the treasure tab. Uh, basically, you guys, uh, they're 1d8 healing each. I would like to do that. You wanna know what's a real minor healing potion? The fucking one I drank earlier. Yeah. So uh would you guys like to drink them? Yeah. I got three. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming that we're going back into battle. Yes. So probably. Maybe. Yeah. You know what? I'm not gonna no, confirm. Let's fight, let's fight something six health points. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna confirm or deny if you guys are going back into battle. Well, I'm assuming we are because there are probably more animals. Yeah. Um, you are. Okay, uh, so Kartos took one, uh, would, okay, would either of you guys like to take four? Because there are four left. Uh, I said yeah, I'm going to take one. After you guys, uh, drink up most of your potions, those, I believe, one floating, as it were, and Aliar has one, but besides that, you're mostly out of healing. The Edgewatch has provided you all with, uh, the tools to incapacitate or make it so that creatures can't cause further harm after being um, rendered unconscious, as it were. In this case, I'd imagine it'd be something similar to just, like, you pull out, like, 80 feet of rope and just hogtie. <laughs> or something similar. Uh, is that something you guys would want to do? Yes. With Ethi's help, because yeah. I'm imagining you're going to need Ethi's help because it's an owlbear and they're heavy. You guys managed to drag Hoots out into, like, the um, square, as it were. Sort of next to where Beaktooth is located at this present moment. Uh, well, like, obviously there's a wagon in between because you didn't actually knock Beaktooth unconscious. God, but could you have imagined if that heal spell had actually healed Hoots as well? That would have been kind of funny. It would have been hilarious. To be honest. It would have sucked, but that would have been Quality funny. content. Content. Content? <laughs> it's bully yeah, everyone. I know, I noticed they said that after it came out of my mouth, and I was like, well. <laughs> you know me, I certain. never mess up my words, so I always feel free to bully others for it. Um, Caritas has, I'm assuming, next to no muscular culture. Uh, I think they have like a strength of like 10. Um, so I, so you just kind of like resummon uh, Pneumathis. Uh, he is a little shaken by the experience of having his guts torn out, but he's alive. Emmeline. Sorry, new office. <laughs> okay. Doesn't really talk about it. Uh, after Emmeline, who doesn't really help you um, drag the owlbear because she is uh, an elf and a merchant and not a strong man. Uh, Listen, I am three feet tall. And that's why you summon new mothers to help you. <laughs> it, was, it was probably mostly Aliara and Ethie. Just Aliara, just Ethie, just like, ha ha ha. Aliara. 
maybe enjoying it. I don't know your character. <laughs> Emily locks up shop and uh, just says, I'm just going to, I'm just going to retire for the next four days while I fix my shop and also sleep. I am very stressed. It's just how Two very valid things <laughs> to do. Moving on, um, as you guys would, uh, rendering it so that way, if Hoots woke up, they wouldn't be able to cause for the harm, which go- which we're going to hand wave away, because I don't feel like saying, well, you didn't exactly describe how you're going to do it, or you actually described it in such a way that the Hoots could break out, and I don't feel like doing that and making you guys fight an elbow again. No, thank you. Um, you guys did hear some shuffling. Uh, not like a cries for help or anything, but you did hear some shuffling from uh, another area. Investigating it after Emmeline says, thank you so much for helping me. There is one more creature. Just a little bit away. Uh, so, about a, at least one more creature that I can see. About, uh, the map says that it's right there, but I'm just gonna say it's like about a block away for the purpose of saying why you guys didn't just rush there immediately afterwards. Uh, shouting and the sounds of clanging and breaking emerge from this open-air entrance of a blacksmith shop. It oh, bears no. a sign reading, Parva's Ironworks. Inside, a large man wearing a turban and leather uh, and a leather blacksmith apron flails with a broom at a five-headed, uh, a five-foot-long, not a five-headed, not a hydra, <laughs> lobster-like monster, shouting, Out! Out, you featherface bastard! The creature, for its part, doesn't really seem to care, but Aliara... As soon as you get within 30 feet, instead of feasting on, like, this, uh, like, scrap metal, whatever, just kind of uh-huh. turns towards you, t- turns towards you, and I'm going to need everyone to roll initiative. Uh, out of character, I will say the reason that you cannot do, uh, wild empathy on this is because this is neither a, uh, a beast nor an animal. I got 11. Okay. Wait, is it a... Yeah. Oh, no. Hmm. Wait, Rose, is it a full moon? Perhaps. This isn't... Okay, I can't really say anything about, like, giving out things, but, um, this isn't that. It's not what I... Okay, okay, cool. This isn't a werewolf or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun fact, guys, uh, Aliara is, uh, a were-tiger. They're not actually, they're not actually, like, uh, uh, a cat boat. (laughs) 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 Like the mix, it's like a mix of a roach and like a. Oh, I, I hate that! Know, I like, hate that so, so much. much. Shrimp. Giant, a shrimp. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, don't be so you. Hold on, you guys are like, oh my, oh my god. god, it's oh my god, look at that contrast. But this I, thing, oh, this thing, it. you guys are like, I'm gonna beat it to death. No, um, yeah, no, I never I'll said. <laughs> I have not said any of those things. I think it looks like a shrimp. It does, but it looks like a fucking gross shrimp, it, bro. Look at why, it. Why would it turn to look at me, though? I'm the only one that's like a tiger. Or like You're a, also tall. You'll, you'll, you'll figure it out. Okay. Oh, I hate that. I'm not I trying to sound like a so butt. But you'll, you'll figure it out. With, or yeah. maybe you won't if, you, if nobody succeeds on knowledge checks. Why? Why? So, <laughs> you uh, rolled initiative. They have yeah, not. I, did. I got 17. Is that including your modifier? 19. Yeah, that's including my mod. And then, uh, Karitas, you got 11? Yes. Oh my god. Uh, uh, then this creature... That's so gross. Hey, listen. How would you like it if you were just eating a meal and someone came in and was like, ew, you're gross. What, you mean like what Riley does? 
Oh. <laughs> we do it to each other. Okay. This actually makes narrative sense why it has a why I got the first initiative. Okay, so Me too. Starting off. Uh the 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 creature, um Alio Tessar sorry, Tessara, Tessara, you would instinctually know this is not a a creature of the woods or the ground or whatever. <laughs> this is not I'm not gonna say it's unnatural, but it's not an animal or anything. Which is why wild empathy won't which is why you don't even get a chance to use wild empathy. Um, starting off, I will say I'm imagining it's Numathis and Aliara in front with, uh, like, Karitas behind and Ethi, like, to the side. Sorry, Does that make when sense? you said it's going to stride, all I could think about was this thing just, like, turning and then, get, like, getting on all fours, just go, and, like, just running at us. It's going to move towards, uh, Aliara, and it is going, you see that little, like, feeler thing it has? Okay. Uh, it is going to just kind of, it's going to caress your armor. You. <laughs> oh uh, well, no. Twenty six hit you. Yeah. I think a twenty six will hit you. Oh, Already. God. Your armor takes seven points of damage. Uh, I'm gonna keep track of that. Oh my god! If that yeah. thing touches me, I'm screaming. It's not interested in you. Fun fact. Not yet, at least. Thank God, Jesus! I don't want that thing. Uh, and then for its next action, it's going to do the same thing. Uh, well, an 8, uh, will a 17 hit you? I don't think so. No, my AC is 18. Ah, just barely. So it whips at your armor. A bit of your armor just turns red and flakes away. But the other, but with its, oh. with the other antenna, it just, uh, you now a little bit more wary, step back out of the way. And that's going to be its turn. Uh, a very... Did I, do I keep on really closing the initiative uh, tracker? Yeah. I really do. Okay. I'm just stupid. Aliara, it's your turn. I'd imagine oh. that you would have your weapons drawn. Yeah, I would also imagine that. Um, Obviously, it's attracted to metal, and it probably eats it or something. Um, Perhaps. Because it was interested like, in scrap. People. <laughs> obviously was interested in the scrap metal earlier and now it's interested in my armor so either I plot can... twist plot twist Aliara is a were tiger cyborg oh my god <laughs> no, no. that's an ultimate plot twist right there but um I'm trying to decide mm, okay yeah I guess I'll do recall knowledge okay um I just want to say this right now. I'm having like such a visceral reaction to the thing. I'm also making it so Tessar is having the same reaction because it's not like a natural creature. So Tessar is just like, Ew, what the fuck is that? There's a weird fucking cat outside. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell... <laughs> uh, can I tell my teammates? Yeah. Okay. Talking is a free action. Okay. So... Named after its strange feeding habits, a rust monster will gladly dissolve copious amounts of metal and consume the rust, striking fear into mining communities and adventurers alike. Um, I will say, uh, me, bro. I will say, <laughs> what I meant by it talking is a free action, I didn't mean like four sentences, I meant like four words. But in the future, in the future. Yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I'm going to. I guess swing at him? 
Wait, 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 I'm not. Wait. Go ahead. Would his antenna be able to rest my axe? You would know that it can rust metal. You don't know if it has like any special reactions tied to like getting it. If that makes sense. Mhm. Mm you you know that if it if its antenna like touches metal, it will rust it. But you mm -hmm. don't know if like if you swing at it, it'll it'll like wrap its antenna around or whatever. Okay. I also can't decide if I should take my armor off or if I should just. Uh, taking off your armor is gonna take like five minutes. Yeah, never mind. All right, I'm gonna just. <laughs> okay, would you like to inspire courage first, or would you just gonna swing into no, something else? No, I'm just gonna swing. Well, a what you roll? Twenty-four. Alrighty. Uh, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that yeah, that's gonna hit. Uh, how much damage? Uh, twelve. Alrighty. So uh, this thing touches your uh, touches your arm in a strange way and west way part of it, and you instinctively just uh, and like one of its antennas just. Out of the way. It's gone. Nice. Um, and then I'm gonna... Because it's probably gonna aggro on me, so I'm gonna move back a bit. Like, over here. Yeah, you can do that. The, the ally spaces are difficult terrain, which means it takes two spaces to get through, but yeah, you can... You have enough to get there. Okay. Uh, scooting behind uh, Ethy. Yeah, basically. Hit the, I'm just kind of vibing. Hit the big the one, not me. You're just hiding behind Ethan. You're just like, Ugh. yeah. I'm like, hey, um, it's kind of. Oh wait, actually, hold on a minute. I forgot something. What? Oh. Let me just uh, let me just check its attack modifiers for stuff. Oh god. Okay. Uh, uh Tessara, not Tessara, Eliara. As you move out of the way, man, I don't think an eleven will hit you. Nah. So as you move out of the way, its long tail just whips around in an unnatural way, striking at you, uh, striking at your legs, but you're able to just like dance out of the way as you get back. You like jump like... over it like a jump rope. <laughs> yeah. It's parkour time. <laughs> now it's Tessara's turn. Oh my god. I don't want to fucking touch it at all. <laughs> to be fair, you are not a melee combatant. Good. I don't want to be near it. <laughs> Is there anything I can do? Uh, you have Fro Ray of Frost, you could command Ethy, you could throw a seed pot at it, that I'll sort of thing. <laughs> okay, make, uh, I think Ray of, uh, make, a, make an attack roll, it's going to be 1d20 plus 7. Okay, um, 11. Swing and a miss. Uh, uh. The forge, the forge is pretty cooled down, cooled down at this point, but, um, you just, like, hit the last coal and just... You have one extra remaining. I hate it here. Can I cast it again, or...? Uh, Ray of Frost is a two-action spell. Oh, okay. Um... I don't think I'm gonna do anything. You could command Ethy to bite it. Oh, no, I don't want Ethy touching it. I, uh, okay, this is a bit of a thing. <laughs> um, I love her, like, yeah, I want an animal companion. In combat? Never. Um... No, I want an animal companion. I don't want it to die. It dies almost every time I use her, so I'm not going to use Ethy. Uh, yeah, to be fair, Ethy has almost passed away <laughs> almost every single time. <laughs> Listen. Ethy uh, is already in melee range with it, because it just kind of rushed up, just skidding up on its, like, seven uh, legs, or it. how many legs it has. Why? How many Why? Legs? It has four legs, but I imagine it, like, Can I make Ethy hit it with her tail? Okay, I'm gonna do that then. Uh, Ethy is going to take. Is the tail agile? 
I don't know. No, it's not. So it's gonna just gonna be a D20 plus zero. Okay. Because you and your mount both have the same multiple attack penalty. Okay. Uh, that's a miss. Oh, really? <laughs> Is it now? Yes. So you send a ray of, ray of frost to say, Ethy, get it! And Ethy goes, okay. Okay, but Ethy has an excuse. Ethy's a baby. Ethy is a- Ethy has a- yeah. Next up is going to be Koitas. Alright. It's time to hurt the poor shrimp. It's not to a what? shrimp, it's a- Hurt the poor shrimp against nature. Hurt. I thought you said to hurt the shrimp. That's what I thought you said too. Alrighty, uh, what would you like to do? shrimp monster. It's a giant shrimp cockroach, and I don't want it. Uh, I will say- uh, Numathus doesn't have to move to be able to attack it. Oh, okay. Uh, the diagonal will, will be enough. Alright, so we're gonna act together, and then Numathus is gonna bite. What are you gonna do, Well, Fios? I'm gonna boost Eidolon, and Numathus is gonna bite. There you go. I've almost got this down. Uh, let's see. Uh, a 15 will just miss. Numathus bites out of it, but uh, bites out at uh, the creature, and the creature just, like, raises its leg. And Mothis bites air. You still have two actions remaining. Um, I'm going to bite again. That's going to be whatever this is, minus five. Uh, the 17 will hit. Oh my god. Are you serious? I... Ren, I hate you. <laughs> so the first bite goes wide. Second bite just... Just gets true in the side and just... Um... Strange colored blood just kind of goes everywhere. Are you commanding him to do this non-lethally? You. Yes. You. Okay. So it's not like everywhere, but there's a dribble of it. You. Let me just go ahead and roll that secret check to see if they actually fall unconscious. Or if they're dying. You don't know, but you know. Uh, you could spend one more action just look at it and observe it to figure out if it's dying or unconscious. I want to make sure it's not dying. It's not dying. Yay. That, that combat was... A lot shorter thanks to two huge damage rolls. Now like we seriously, that was like three minutes. Are just cowering in the corner, like looking at it, like it's crazy. Just <laughs> no, that was seriously like fifteen no, minutes compared you, to like the, <laughs> compared to the normal like at least an at least half an hour of combat. And you guys just like okay, swing, swing. It didn't even get a second turn in. Cause that's just how it be. I'm so mad. <laughs> Aliara. If it had gotten to a total of 18 damage on your breastplate, you take a minus two penalty to your armor class until it's repaired or replaced. And if it did, did 10 damage to your uh, to your great axe, it just couldn't be used. Well, I'm so mad. Well. <laughs> I mean, like, good for you guys for like getting it, but also like, oh, like how that was the one time where my rolls are just absolute trash. The one time I wanted the combat to drag out because this is the like the second creature you guys have faced. In this menagerie, Third. oh yeah. No, there's a second one that you haven't faced that what, that didn't have the capability of one shotting yeah. you. See, that's what happens if it's not able to one shot us. What's the point? <laughs> uh, the owlbear, if it crit and rolled max damage, could instantly kill. Not even knock you unconscious, just instantly kill. Exactly. Alio and Ethy. That's what I'm mm. saying. Is like if it can't one shot one of us, we're gonna get, beat it so fast. That's not how this works. That's how it works for this group. I don't think you understand. <laughs> Did you see how... Okay, the audience didn't see the cockatrice fight. But that one, it could deal a maximum of four damage on a D8. But it was still super dangerous. 
wasn't it? Okay, but it almost killed Ethy, so that doesn't count. Well, that's because Ethy's a little. Hey, <laughs> I will kill you. Wow, rude. I like how you the, the, the voice actually turned angry. Like how we're joking about, I would pull a knife on you so fast <laughs> you don't even know. No, threaten, you don't simply threaten Ethy. I'm not threatening Ethy. You did. I'm just I'm just attacking them a lot. The blacksmith who, uh, upon like the uh, the rust monster when it scurried away, just kind of like slapped him a little bit with the tail, uh, knocking him to the ground. Fun fact. It's a, uh, if the rust monster hits you with its tail, it would knock you down. No save, just... That's just how it though. Oh, I'm so mad. Bro, I'm <laughs> so mad. You don't even know, bro. We got it. <laughs> Probably also the helps that didn't... I use Ethy. The blacksmith didn't even have a chance to stand up. <laughs> it was over so fast. That's how the good it... I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you. Done. Done. It's over. You guys, I, I then proceed to, as I mentioned, this um, smithy in our version of the game is a little bit farther away than it is on the map. Uh, so, like, condensed, if that makes sense. So yeah. I don't think that you would, like, drag Rusty back, like, a block or two. Like, ah, I got you, bro. Instead, I'd imagine you just kind of, like, tie him up with the blacksmith. Yeah. The blacksmith, for his part, is extremely grateful. Uh, looking around, he has not a lot of stuff left. No. Nope. Like, he has a couple of weapons, maybe a breastplate. He's He says, thank you, but I have more in the back. I can make more, but this sucks. Listen, I don't know, can you, you give him, like, money or something? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no, but if I'll, you guys give him, want, I'll if give you guys, him some of my money as a tree. I don't really need it that much. Listen, I... I give him like you. 10 bucks. If you want... <laughs> if you, yeah, your entire life is destroyed, here's a dollar. Um, <laughs> if you guys want like gear or whatever, I'd, I'd be happy to provide it for you. Just give me like two days to set up shop again and I would be more than happy. If you hadn't showed up, I, I don't think I would have... Even what I do have left, left. I mean, yeah, you're right, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Honestly, no problem. It's our job, and we enjoy helping people the best we can. I'll pay you for the gear, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a matter of... It's not a matter of the... It's not a matter of the gear being gone. It's a matter of the fact that today is the first day of the Radiant Festival, and I was planning on making a lot of sales, and now I really can't. Oh, oh yeah, you got fucked up. Mm. <laughs> Tony, language. <laughs> uh, Messed up. Uh, mechanically speaking, uh, he's willing to offer you guys up to fifty gold worth of gear. Uh, picking up it up, picking it up the next day, uh, as he would have to like go and go into storage and stuff. Um, and then you can like commission him to do other things. Like he is mechanically now willing to take on commissions from you guys, even though you guys wouldn't be able to probably afford the additional commission price on top of the materials of making it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, we should um, still give him some money, though, just so he can rebuild all the stuff. Again, yeah. I... I have... It's not money that's an issue. He goes back to, like, his... like He goes, like, into a back door, pulls out, like, a sack of coins that's just, like, jingling. It's not money that's an issue. It's just I was planning on making a lot of sales today, and I couldn't. I know, yeah. but I feel bad, and the only way I know how to make someone feel better is give them money. 
<laughs> Man, I'm sure, I'm sure Tessar has a lot of healthy, healthy relationships. I know, right? Tessar is 10 years old. Caritas uh, <laughs> asks if he wants a pat on the back. Uh, you can pay no. Ethy. Ethy's nice. I mean, I guess. He's the first person that you've offered that to that like takes him up. Yes! Caritas, uh, uh, in order to like, pat him on the back and not like pat his butt, you probably have to like hang off of Ethy's horn, just like, haha. It's okay, bud. Get a, get a get a kind of a group hug. He kind of like dejectedly just kind of like goes back into his shop, starts like picking stuff up. Uh, we can revisit this or continue going if you want, but there is still like the whole menagerie itself. You guys have only dealt with the stuff outside of the menagerie. You have yeah. no idea how many animals are loose inside the menagerie. Which, because it's the Radiant Festival, there are probably guests that were in there that may not have made it out. Oh no! So they they could be dead. They could be alive. Oh god. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying yeah. to like, blame you guys. Because, like, yeah. Beaktooth did petrify someone. Hoots, when they ran out of produce, was probably going to kill the, the elf. And Rusty was just, like, having a good time, to be honest. But. Destroying somebody's business, but having a good time, so. Yeah, they weren't going to. They probably weren't going to, like, go out and kill someone. Um, ah, shit. What? They're dead. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, Rusty is tied up a little bit. Before you guys go. Yeah, Pava Ma'ak. Uh, it's spelled P-A-V-R-A-M-A-O-C-K. Uh, uh, before you guys go, he does, um, like, the the one remaining piece that he had, like, the one of the few remaining pieces that he has. And again, it's not that, like, he doesn't have any more. It's just, it's like, this is all that he has in here at this present moment in time. Yeah. He does press a great axe into the hands of uh, Aliara and says, huh. This is another way if I'm going to show my thanks. This is a massively crafted weapon. Mechanically, it will give you a plus one attack, a, be, a, a plus one bonus to attack rolls. Dude, is oh, there any way we can oh. help this guy? I feel so bad. Wait, so... Uh, okay, so, okay, so out of character... Sorry, go ahead. So he's not broke. He just kind of ate not a broke. lot of stuff. Was, he's yeah. not broke. He has, like, he has, he has stuff in, like, storage, but, like, it's not at this location. He'll recover, okay. he will, he will recover, he will get, um, he will not, like, starve or anything. He was just hoping to make, a, like, a huge sale today. Yeah. And also, mechanically speaking, uh, I was, if, I wasn't planning on the rust monster to just die immediately. And it was <laughs> going to, it was going to get Alio's great axe, and then Parvo was going to give you a, this as a replacement. Uh, but now it has a gift. But now it's just a gift. So you have a, okay. so you have a, uh, I'm guessing. Would you like to leave your other great axe with him? What if I attach an axe to Ethy's tail? That's yeah. not how anything works, and okay, I hate but you no, for it. Like, imagine if you could. That's not how anything works, and I hate no, you for it. I get that, but imagine if you could. <laughs> You're not getting that what I'm saying. You, you that would be it. awesome. That would be awesome. For like when it's not battles and you're just flying around, you could put like guards on both ends of the axe so it doesn't. I hate you. I hate you. I hate it here. Okay, um, <clears throat> Mo- moving back into the actual menagerie, <laughs> you guys get into the main gate. It is a 10-foot, uh, it is, the actual menagerie itself is surrounded by a 10-foot high wooden fence, uh, that surrounds the menagerie proper, enticing passerby with colorful murals of fantastic beasts, such as an owlbear or rusty. The gates of the main entrance stand open beneath an arch featuring a cartoon of a rust monster wearing a, t- uh, a top hat 
flanked by the woods, Night's Marvelous Menagerie, home of Rusty the Rust Monster. An abandoned ticket kiosk stands just inside, behind which sprawls the zoo's manicured lawn and meandering dirt paths. To the northeast, a windowless wooden building with two distinct wings defines the far sides of the menagerie's grounds, while a variety of wagons for the south end and a few smaller structures dot across the north. Um, Babies! Oh, I wasn't supposed to reveal those. Uh, (laughs) What? Babies where? Uh, Nowhere, shut up! Nowhere, shut up! (laughs) Moving into the menagerie proper, you guys hear a snuffling and gulping sound as you you stand for a second in the uh, in the archway, looking forward, uh, looking to the north, you can see a concession stand, which is uh, from which these sounds are emanating. You see like scattered food around there, and it has a red and white striped canvas roof, which covers uh, its open air food stand. Colorful signs above the counter list fanciful named treats such as Arcadian gold corn and Alvo Chow and Rusty Pittance. Uh, would you guys like to step forward and investigate? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Okay, now I actually have to review. Now I have to review that again. Hold on. Uh, who approaches it first? Not Karatos. I imagine not. I'm guessing it'd be Aliara or Numatha, so possibly Ethi. Um, I don't, no, 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 no. I don't mind. Okay. Numathus and Karatos upon not Karatos. Numathus and Aliara moving forward, uh, and peering over the counter, you see uh, as what as they lunge out to you. Uh, two canine-like creatures uh, as they lunge forward and bite out at you. And that is going to be where we leave tonight's episode. Uh, it's going to have to be a little bit early because some of us have stuff to get done, unfortunately. Um, I will see everybody next week. We'll figure that out in between episodes. <laughs> Thanks for playing with me, guys. Thank you, yeah, bye. No problem. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Phantasmal Treasure Podcast, a bi-weekly actual play of the Agents of Edgewatch Adventure Path. Leave a review on your podcasting platform of choice, send us emails at phantasmaltreasure at gmail.com, or reach out to us via Facebook. I will see you again in two weeks.